AI-powered security threats are on the increase, making robust cloud security more crucial than ever. Someone asked us in the LinkedIn comments the other day what we would do to protect against AI-powered threats. And AI-powered or not, there's a few key things that we would always do to lock down cloud infrastructure. We have a security checklist that we run through when we're deploying a website or application onto public cloud infrastructure, such as Google, AWS, or Azure. And this matters to pretty much any type of website or web service, whether you're running a website, a SaaS application, or an API. So I thought I'd run through a few of the key things that we check for with you. The first item on my list today is a zero trust approach to security. Zero trust means that every gate in your cloud infrastructure is locked tight, every visitor is scrutinized, and even trusted allies need to prove who they are before entering. That is the essence of zero trust security, and it's the bedrock of a cloud security strategy. No one, not even harmless internal users, enjoys inherent trust. Every access request is checked, meaning only authorized individuals gain access to your cloud domain. And this is where items such as service accounts come into play too meaning that a user may not have access to a service and a service may need to authorize itself to access other services. And it means that if an account does somehow get compromised, you're limiting the impact to just the scope of that user account or service account. The second item on my list is IP restrictions. So we might restrict access to backend services such as a backend admin console or databases to a specific group of IP addresses that need access. And if there are staff that need access to a particular service, then we'll make sure they're using a VPN so they're IP restricted still uh, for the IP of the VPN they're using. An IP restriction is a formidable barrier there, making sure that we're restricting anybody who's not from that IP from accessing that service. The third item on my list today is vulnerability scanning tools. It's a great idea to test your website or web service for vulnerabilities by using one of these scanning tools. As I mentioned, cyber attacks are getting smarter with AI powered attacks on the increase. And these automated security assessments test your cloud and your web service for chinks in the armor, such as outdated software, misconfigured settings, or known exploits. And by being proactive in identifying and patching those vulnerabilities, you can stay one step ahead of those malicious actors. And this brings me nicely onto my next point, which is regular patching. So if we're using any third-party libraries, then we'll use a patch management tool to make sure that we're aware of any libraries that need updating so that any known exploits can be fixed very quickly. And automated exploit detection tools can help you keep those plugins, libraries, and modules updated with the latest patches. So in addition to vulnerability scanning, we'll also recommend third-party pen testing, which is a manual test of your cloud infrastructure and application. These third parties perform an audit of your system to check for any known vulnerabilities and provide you with an actionable report for you to review and implement your fixes. Let me take a moment to mention that if you're having issues with your cloud infrastructure, or if you're looking to move over to cloud, or if you're looking to save on your cloud costs, you can head over to fernie.com forward slash review for a free no obligation review of your cloud infrastructure and we'll produce an actionable strategy for your cloud and see if we can help you optimize your cloud hosting services. Now, the sixth thing that we would do to lock down a web service is to restrict write access to directories. So with any website or web service, there's usually only very specific directories that need write access. And this might be, say, an uploads directory. By preventing write access and code execution in those directories, we can prevent unauthorized modifications to code or malicious code injection, keeping data safe from even unintentional harm. The seventh item we would make use of is private subnets. So imagine that within your cloud, there is a hidden network that's accessible through only trusted checkpoints. That's the concept behind private subnets. By running your essential services within these internal networks, we shield them from prying eyes on the public internet. The only way in or out is through traffic managers or load balancers that act as a gate to those services. The eighth item on our list is two-factor authentication which acts as a second gatekeeper alongside traditional password authentication. And this extra layer of security makes it incredibly difficult for someone to breach your defenses, even if they somehow manage to gain access to your password. And this is something we apply to all the cloud accounts and all the admin areas as well. Now, the final item on my list today, and this is by no means exhaustive, is security alerts. So we set up security alerts to monitor our customers' cloud environments for suspicious activity. And this automated monitoring is constantly analyzing logs and watching system behavior 
for anything that seems a bit dodgy. So say for example if there's an unusual amount of login attempts for a specific user or IP or if somebody's trying to gain access to sensitive data, or there's some suspicious file modifications. These are all things that trigger an immediate investigation and response. Now there's a lot more that we do, but I hope that gives you a bit of an idea of some of the key items, and I hope that helps you on your journey to safeguarding your data and your infrastructure.